Back into familiar territory, the Warriors punched their ticket to the Western Conference Finals. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo and my co-host, Zach. Um, game 5, um, we'll get into that, but... We are just about nah, what, don't even, an don't hour. Even, don't, even, don't even need to cover game five. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's we're taking we're taking the Warriors' advice. We're flushing down a, flushing it yeah. down the toilet and pretending it never happened. So okay, I mean, sure. We okay, get it sure. right into game six. You know? Okay, sure. You know? Um, this game was stressful, right? Um, how would you describe this game after watching it post uh, an hour ago? Anxiety inducing. Uh. Terrifying and possible, afraid of having a possible heart attack. It, it literally gave me PTSD from the playing game last year against the Grizzlies because I still remember in the fourth quarter the Warriors went on that little bit, that, a little bit of that run in the against the Grizzlies in the playing game, and they couldn't get a stop. And then it went to overtime, and then oh jeez, the picture. No, no, stole, we had no PTSD here, bro. The picture stole in my head of Draymond missing the open floater, but just the turnovers. It, it it's just careless mistakes that have killed the Warriors, and you could seriously make an argument that the I think the Grizzlies outplayed the Warriors this entire series. But I think the Warriors had moments like in game four and game six in the fourth quarter where the championship resiliency showed and that they got the job done and had big stops, hit timely shots. Um, but it's just the carelessness with the ball is so aggravating. Game five, they had 14 turnovers in the first half. And that's one of the reasons why they were down 30 at halftime and ended up losing by 39. And at one point, we're down 56. Um, it's just carelessness with the ball is aggravating and it's just Steph and Draymond are the big culprits who just throw the ball away nonstop. Yeah. Like games five and six, I don't understand with this team. Sometimes they know that they turn the ball carelessly every single time. This has been the issue ever since the Steve Kerr era started. Like, we just throw away the ball. And you expect from a veteran team of Steph, Clay, and Draymond not to have these dumb turnovers, but somehow back-to-back possessions or three possessions out of five. It's always a turnover. Like, the Steph kick out to nobody or the Dre kick out to a Memphis Grizzlies player. It makes no sense. Um, I guess, like, the forty first 42 minutes basically felt like what happened last game um i don't oh shit we're good i can hear you keep going you rolling oh sorry i thought <laughs> shoot i thought my internet connection went out <laughs> but no, good. um good. it felt like game five all over again but um game six clay just kind of saved this Warriors team from falling apart and 
when Clay held up those six fingers to um, indicate game six was Clay was back, it was just, man, he's back. He is really back. So uh, that was a sight to see. Um, he is that but, guy. Yeah. But the MVP of this game has to be Kevon Looney. A hundred percent. You gave him the game ball for what he did this game. Um he was put into the starting lineup for toughness, and he brought that toughness, that physical play. He had 22 rebounds. The guy was everywhere on the court. He gave them 11 offensive rebounds. That gave Clay an open three or Steph a three. Those kind of 50-50 balls changed the game for this Warriors. So um, how impressed were you with uh, Kevon, bro? I've always been a Kevon Looney defender, and I'm going to come out and say it up front. Always been a Kevon Looney defender. That man, what he showed tonight was toughness and grit. He had 20 – I need to get the exact stat. 22 rebounds, 21 rebounds. 22. 22 rebounds. And that, fourth, that play in the fourth quarter where he got that second-chance opportunity to kick it to clay to – Put the net, put the nail in the coffin. That play is going to keep on repeating in my head all, all night long. It was it, it was just amazing how great he was tonight. Um, and props to Mike Brown, Steph, Draymond for starting Looney because I think he really did help with the size. I think he at time. I think he did. Contain Steven Adams. Um, and just the second chance opportunities he provided the Warriors was so key. And I think will be so key down the stretch. And I think he seriously, you can make, you can just put it down right now that I think that lineup with Steph, Clay, Wiggs, Looney, Draymond, and Looney is probably the best lineup that the Warriors can put out right now um, in regards to chemistry and just how good they are defensively and just props to Andrew Wiggins because silently puts up 18 points and 11 rebounds and play tremendous defense tonight. And you can easily make the argument that Andrew Wiggins was the best player in this series for the Warriors. I think so. I agree with you. I agree with you. He's hundred percent MVP. Um, he did all the dirty work. As I've said before, he did the dirty work for this team. He was consistent with the rebounding guarded, Usually John Morant when he was there, or this time it was Desmond Bain or Dylan Brooks, but he was everywhere. And he was key um, to keeping them afloat in the second half. Yeah, he did struggle in the first half, but he hit, uh, I think, a three, and then he hit a transition dunk. That right there shifted the momentum. And you can pinpoint his impact on this series as one of the reasons why the Warriors were able to close it out in game six. Um I do, I do know you mentioned that lineup and with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Clay, and Dre. I oh, know not uh, Dre and Looney. Um, I do want to ask though, what's been up with Jordan Poole? Because we saw, we know the death lineup was a thing in the Denver series. Um, what do you think is the reason why Jordan Poole hasn't been as impactful in the last games as he had in the first couple against the Memphis Grizzlies? His youthness is showing, if that's a word. Just how 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 inexperienced he is. There have been there's been so many instances. Oh shucks, so <laughs> many, 
so many instances where he's just he makes the wrong read or he makes the wrong play and his shots aren't falling. Um, it's just nothing you can really do about it. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd still throw him out there for 15 to 20 minutes a night just to keep his confidence up. But I think he's still, you can still put him on the floor energy wise and he hit some big shots tonight. So, um, I, I just think that lineup that they started tonight, I think, is going to work against both Dallas and Phoenix, whoever they play. Are you not worried about um, the Dre and Looney on the offensive side? Because we know Draymond, I mean, he was great tonight trying to hunt his shots, but he didn't, he wasn't impactful on the offensive end throughout this whole series. Do you think that's going to be an issue moving on to the next series? Uh, hold up. Oh, there we go. Got it connected. Um, I still, I, 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 I still think that Andrew Wiggins, he can provide, he won't provide as much offense as Jordan Poole, but he will provide the timely shots that he did like, like he did tonight, man. I'm the 17 points. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm so damn, I'm so damn proud of Andrew Wiggins. I, I'm an Andrew Wiggins believer now, man. You know he doesn't. He, he gets paid a little bit too much, but I mean, when Joe Lacob gets all this money from the championship run and how much those tickets are at Chase, he's gonna afford Jordan Poole's max contract and restructuring Andrew Wiggins' deal and signing GP two and signing Otto. It's gonna he's gonna afford all that, so we don't need to worry. But I think, yeah, it is a cause for concern that you may not have as much offense. But I'd personally going into this next series, if you play Luca, I'd rather have more defense than more offense in a starting lineup. And and that's the same with Phoenix because I think not having GP two who proved to be one of the best defenders on CP3 and Devin Booker when they played this year. I think Andrew Wiggins will get a will match up well against Devin Booker. I think he has the size advantage, a little bit of size advantage on him and I think he could give Devin Booker some trouble. So and and, and I want to point out I I think Clay played well defensively, but I think Giving Andrew Wiggins, Devin Booker would work. That would work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with your points. Um, there's a whole a saying with Andrew Wiggins. If you need 10 points from Andrew Wiggins, he'll get you 17. If you need 30 points from Andrew Wiggins, he'll get you 17. So that's where the whole 17-point uh, <laughs> hilarity came from. Um I do want to talk about Steph before we get into the Western Conference final matchup analysis, I guess, if you want to call it like that. Um, Steph kind of struggled a bit. Not kind of. He did struggle a bit in the first three quarters. But obviously, he came up when needed. He was pretty – he was really clutch in the fourth. The thing that concerns me, though, is his turnovers, obviously. I still don't understand why he's like a – 12 13 he's a 12 13 year vet and he still makes these careless turnovers that turnovers cost them the finals in 2016 so i don't understand if he never learned from that but it's just it is with steph sometimes but he still showed that he no, still I, has that i also do think that he he's turning the ball over because he's not confident with 
the way he's shooting at all. I think I think it'll come. I think um, pause, but uh, I think <laughs> I think dog. <laughs> I think he will shoot a lot better in this next series. I think I think he'll rise to the occasion like he's normally done, and I think he'll get add that coveted Western Conference Finals MVP trophy to his collection. So now that we what do you think about those trophies? What do you think since they're uh, a new thing now? I think it's a good idea because you know I think Steph should have five of them. So I mean, Steph already Steph should have five of them already. I mean, you could probably put one or two to KD. But I think Steph should probably have five of those Western Conference Finals MVP trophies. And then, you know, if the Warriors get to the NBA Finals and they win the finals, I mean, all of the TikTok sports analysts and all the 19-year-olds who say Steph is not a top 10 player because he doesn't have that NBA Finals MVP, he may get that this year too. So, I mean, even though he should have won in 2015, but, you know, Andre Iguodala, Got the NBA Finals MVP. I don't know who did the voting for that, but all right. Anyways, we're getting off topic there, but I think Steph. Uh, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk. I want to say just one thing. The whole Finals MVP discussion, like that argument, was never used in deciding top ten stuff when until Steph Curry came into the picture. I just want to say that one thing right there. But well, we're getting to this. This happened because Steph Curry beat LeBron James for three titles. There's a lot of people who don't like that Steph Curry beat LeBron James for three titles. So I'm just going to point it out there. But I think overall, Steph will rise to the occasion. I think he normally uh, likes to – and I think he loves cooking up CP3. So I think it'll work out um, if they play the Suns and if they play the Mavs, which I think – It's a tough, a tough one, huh, for that series. It'll be a tough matchup, but um, – you know, he'll be he'll be good to go. He'll be good to go. I just think the only thing they need to do that they've learned from the first two series is be just cut out the careless turnovers, cut out the overpassing, cut out the overhelping on defense. That's about it. A hundred percent. It's all that. That's all that I noticed that I worry about going up against a well-coached Phoenix team and a very good Dallas Mavericks team. So, yeah. Um, speaking about um, the Suns and the Mavs, uh, we'll get into the, in our next topic, the um, Western conference final stuff. Um, game seven is Sunday. Um, honestly, that's, that game is so hard to predict. I don't even know who's going to win that series, but um Let's just go right ahead. Like the Suns, Mavs, like um, who's the better team to face if you're the Warriors? I know you said, well, just analyze, but like. Um, I mean, I don't even know, man. Like you could put a gun to my head right now and I still couldn't decide. <laughs> I think from a, the Warriors perspective, I think Phoenix is the better team. And I know this sounds crazy because Phoenix is the best team in the West and the best team in the league. But I think. They don't have a superstar caliber player like Luca. And I love Devin Booker. I'm not trying to put any disrespect on Devin Booker. I hope he's not listening because he's probably going to take that personally or something. But I, I just don't see a – I think Devin Booker is a guy who can go out and get you a bucket in a much-needed time. But there's not like 
multiple of those guys. And I, I know Dallas doesn't have that. But I think the Warriors have the advantage of you can have Steph get you a bucket, you can have Clay get you a bucket, you can have Jordan Poole get you a bucket. And hell, sometimes if Andrew Wiggins is clicking, he can get you a bucket. So, I mean, and I think what CP3 has shown during this postseason, he looks a little bit sloppy. He doesn't, he looks out of sword a little bit. And especially if you have Scott Foster refereeing your games, I mean, you got the upper hand with that as well. So I just, I think the only thing I worry about Phoenix is, is the fact that they can hit timely shots in the fourth quarter and that they'll put you away if you make careless mistakes, which the Warriors have done in both series against Denver and Memphis. Denver should probably should have swept the Nuggets and they were on their way to lose game five and had to go back to Denver if they didn't have that fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, they probably should have beaten the Grizzlies in five, but, you know, the Warriors, some for some reason, showed up in Memphis and said, yeah, we're not going to play basketball tonight and lost by 50. And they sh- were on the path to losing tonight with how many turnovers they had, and they got it done. So, I mean, I just – it's a toss-up. The, the, the benefit with the Mavs is, is that you only have one guy you really have to put focus on in Luka – But, I mean, putting all your attention on that, you can have guys like Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith hit timely shots. And then I think both the teams provide that size matchup with DeAndre Ayton on the Suns, Maxi Kleba, Dwight Powell on the Mavs. And not saying no disrespect to Maxi Kleba or Dwight Powell, but they don't really scare me besides getting big-time rebounds and being – uh, great defenders, but but I know I said it didn't say it before, but if you put a gun to my head right now and who I wanted to face, it would probably be Phoenix. Yeah, I agree with your points. And it may be, um, it, it, may be it may be an unpopular take, but it would be Phoenix. I I I list, I hear your opinion. Um, it's a good point. Um, there isn't that superstar guy on Phoenix, like you said, um, but. I still think Phoenix is a dangerous team. They have the best depth in the league and they have the best record for a reason because of that depth. That depth scares me compared to the Warriors because besides Jordan Poole, um, that bench unit is kind of up in flames. Um, The bench unit goes as far as Jordan Poole goes. If Jordan Poole is not cooking, the Warriors are screwed when it comes to the bench unit. Exactly. you have Dam- you, I understand you put Damian Lee out there, but I mean, get him off the court. That's that dumb. He had he 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 had one clutch shot tonight, which was big. He had he had a big shot, but that play right after he comes onto the floor, where he just makes that awful read and that awful pass, and that caused a turnover and easy Memphis bucket. That just can't happen against Phoenix. Just Phoenix, basically. It can't happen. They're going to make you pay if you turn the ball over 14 times in the first half. Yeah, 100%. That's simple. Um, and the Mavs have proven to be a challenge for the Warriors. I remember that game in the fourth quarter where they blew that 20-point lead that they had. The Mavs oh, came yeah. back and won the game. Yeah. Both these teams are going to provide a tough matchup for the Warriors. I know it's unpopular that you. I'd rather face a higher seed, but, I mean – Continue. Sorry, I cut you off, sir. No, no, you're good. But I mean, doesn't matter what higher seat too, because 
of course, game seven home court matters. Of course it does. But I mean, like I said, this series, if he win one game on the road, it changes everything. Um, but I do, I do want to lean to the Mavs because you can basically play the 2018-2019 defense that you played against James Harden, where the Warriors game plan was was to let Luke let James Harden get his number. He's gonna drop 40 plus at least. But the strategy of that defense was to shut everyone down. And it did work. Although it did go to game seven in 2018 and game six in 2019, that strategy worked. I think you can use that same strategy against the Mavs. Although the Mavs sort of have a better, I don't know if they have a better team compared to the Rockets team, not the 2018. Oh, the, the, yeah, the 2018 Rockets team. Yeah, they had a better, they have a better team than the Mavs. That 2019 yeah, no, 19, team. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, was if Russell, you play Russell Westbrook was on that team. No. It was it was the same team, but it was like my, they were like didn't have a couple pieces from 2018. Like they didn't have Trevor Ariza, I think. Um, yeah, I was then, still, I I think that Mavs team is better than that 2019 team. Yeah, yeah. Like I said too, like um, it's a different team compared to the Rockets, but I still think if you play that that defense where you just let James or Luca get their number and guard everyone else, basically, I think. That's the viable strategy. That's why I want to lean towards the Mavs, but it's really hard, like you said. Um, it's a really tough matchup. It's going to be a tough matchup either way. So um, Warriors got to they got to focus this next series. They can't be lackadaisical um, every single time. They can't start off every single game down every single time. <laughs> like, like those first. Those first quarter starts and it was a good it was a good start tonight. It was a good start yeah, it was a good tonight. start tonight. It was a good start tonight. But, but games did, one through they, five. Yeah, they they were up eight to four and then sloppy with the ball and then it was sixteen to sixteen at five minutes left. Like no, no. Those yeah. there should not be there should not be more than ten turnovers in the first half, or there should just shouldn't be any turnovers at all. I mean, if Steve could that sideline, man, we would have broken some clipboards, you know. But- Do you think Steve Kerr not being there um, was a factor in games four through six? Like, do you think games four through six? Yes. I think I think game five, especially because I think it just seemed like they weren't prepared. And I think offense to Mike Brown, but I think. If you had, I think if Steve was there, I think they would have probably been more focused. Um, but got to give all credit to Mike Brown and Stefan Draymond, who said, let's start Loon. And they did, and it paid off. So, but I think it'll start Wednesday. So the Warriors get some uh, rest. Really long rest, a good amount of rest. Um, and I think Steve should be ready. And if that means traveling to Phoenix, or if that means playing at home in game one, if they play Dallas, um, I mean, that's the benefit for playing against Dallas and the added benefit that the Warriors are 6-0 at Chase Center this postseason. So shout out to Chase. 
Shout out to jo- shout out to Joey Lightyears for locking it down with the expensive ticket prices. I don't know how many how all those people pay to get in, but you know, respect the hustle. Um, I think that's an advantage. But I mean, if you lose a game at home, it just the home it changes everything. Home court advantage just goes down the drain, honestly. If and it was a it wasn't. Ex- it was an example for Memphis after the Warriors lost game one game one without Draymond for the rest of the remainder of the second half. But whoop to do, you know, Warriors head into the conference finals. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, we probably won't record again probably till after game one or game two. But the story for the Western Conference Finals, it depends on who they play. If it's the Suns. You better win at least one on the road. That's the main goal if you're the Warriors. And if it's against the Mavs, protect home court. Start off 2-0. That's the goal for both of these series, depending on who they face. So, you know, the job's not finished yet. Eight more wins before that championship. And Steph, four rings, baby. Steph, Clay, Dre, four rings. Yep. And Andre. He's the he's the top three player of all time if he gets four rings. Just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, nope. No, this is going out to the public, so I'm not gonna put that on the record. It was just a joke. But four rings, I mean, that'll put the I you you could seriously put him in the top ten player of all time for four rings. Yeah, he could. He could. You can have a serious argument to put Steph in top five range, top three. Depends on how you look at it. Um, so you would have the same amount of rings as LeBron. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but people do like putting emphasis on stats, finals MVPs, MVPs, and all that. Dear so, um, God, man, not gonna I know. The finals MVPs, bro. I know. <laughs> that just makes. I, 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 I just. I understand it's an accomplishment, but I just hate that as like a measuring point for a player's legacy like it just That's true makes me angry honestly i mean yeah all right i'm gonna go off topic who's your top five then um top five michael jordan lebron i do want to say kareem uh you probably put magic up there and then i would have to look at it but uh that's my four guys i think Probably um, MJ at number one. Uh, you know, we've been here before. MJ is my goat, you know. But MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Wilt, mm, Magic or Larry, probably. I mean, no, but I seriously think Steph gets that fourth ring. He can be in serious consideration for him and Magic, for him passing Magic for the best point guard of all time. Yeah, that's a serious discussion that could be had. Magic Obviously, was one hell of a point guard, but I seriously think with how Steph has revolutionized the game and how he's the greatest shooter of all time, statistically and literally, and with having possibly four championships and two MVPs and a unanimous MVP, and then that coveted finals MVP if he gets it. So hopefully like everyone just knocks it off and Steph gets puts up great numbers to get that finals MVP, knock on wood. Um I think you can put him in the best point yeah. guard of all time. I seriously you think could. you could you can make an argument right now that he's the best point guard of all time. Um I still think he's behind I think Magic. people are fifty I think people are fifty fifty on that. 
I think um, I, I think I, I think him and Magic are neck and neck currently. Um, but I think I think yeah. he just needs another ring to solidify his exactly. passing of Magic Magic Johnson. I think, in my opinion, yeah, yeah um, I agree. I agree. Because you know how like Kobe wasn't really like in that discussion until he won one without Shaq. Yep. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it it was kind of, it's kind of like this situation right now, but the difference is Steph won before KD came to Golden State. So um, Steph does have that little bit of, you can come. I think I said it on a podcast like last year when the Warriors were struggling and you could make an, you could say that the Warriors wasted one of, they did waste one of Steph's that would have been years. A, that would have been a third MVP if they were yeah. a better seed. If if I seriously think if the Warriors were a top five team in the West, he would they were have won a third. That third That's a third MVP. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I just think you could seriously compare this type of run to what happened to Kobe. Kobe won those three, then Shaq left. It all fell apart, and then he was stuck in that like Lakers were. Making like 2006 playoffs. or something, yeah, 2006. Losing, losing in the first, second round. And then he finally got back on top when he after he lost to Boston in the finals in 2008. He beat Boston in the finals. And, uh, and you can give him a comparison. Steph gets hurt, breaks his wrist, plays out for the year. That's the 14 and 50-something year they draft James Wiseman. Then it's the mediocre COVID year where no fans – making the play and they don't make the playoffs. And then now in the conference finals, it is amazing what the Warriors did. And you got to give credit to Steve Kerr. Some people were saying this team was a 30 win team who wasn't going anywhere. And people, and look at the Warriors. Now they're in the Western conference finals and you got to give all credit to the Warriors training staff, medical staff, Clay Thompson looks, he looked like, vintage clay thompson tonight 30 points and, 100%. and this is him coming off of two catastrophic knee injuries amazing and th- the development of jordan Poole, like man i know it's joe like was right boys yeah the warriors are light years ahead i think the experiment of the two timelines right you know we've had this discussion before where the warriors had to choose one i mean i still yeah i still remember Last year, where we were saying that the Warriors should trade the seventh or the fourteenth pick for a guy like Bradley Beal or yeah. a guy like Ben Paul Simmons, who was hilarious. Or, 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 that was a hilarious discussion. Or a guy like Paul George, and the Warriors said, "Nah, we're drafting Jonathan Kaminga, who has shown so much potential this year." And they drafted Moses Moody, who even in garbage time looks like one hell of a player. And those guys will keep getting better. And I'm going to get so much hate for saying it, but James Wiseman's on the way too. James Wiseman's on the way too. Even, even if, even if people don't believe in him, James Wiseman's on the way too. I mean, it's just the fact that when Steph, Clay and Draymond are done, you're going to have Draymond, you're going to have Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman taking the reins. It, it, it's just amazing how they have yeah. accomplished that. Yeah, like we were as Warriors and fans, Andrew, like Andrew Wiggins yeah. too. Andrew Wiggins is only twenty six years old; he'll still be there too. That's if, nuts. If all of it works out and money works out, salaries, all that works out, yeah, it it, it is amazing what the Warriors have done this year 
compared to what happened these last two years. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I know I already said this, but we were angry as Warriors fans, like, Hey, like choose one path, but Hey, now it's working. It's working a hundred percent. The cherry on top is the championship, obviously. But the fact that they had a soft reboot for two years and they're back in the conference championship, six in eight years. Let's, so let's keep that in mind. Six conference champion. I mean, six conference finals in eight years. Not a lot of teams get to say that. I think there's like five or something besides um, the Warriors that have made it that it's far. Amazing, honestly, it's, it's history. Amazing. Yeah. I, it's just, it's just amazing that the Warriors are four wins away from an NBA Finals berth. After what has happened these past two years, and how everyone was saying that the dynasty was over, the Warriors aren't going back any. They're not going back anytime soon. Clay Thompson's never going to be the same. Jordan Poole was the worst pick in the 2018 NBA, 2019 NBA draft. Andrew Wiggins, that was the worst trade in NBA history where we heard that. (laughs) Shout out Nick Wright. (laughs) The worst trade in NBA history. You want to know what that turned into? That seventh pick turned into Jonathan Kaminga, who's going to be a problem in this league in in two to three years. And Andrew Wiggins is only 26. And you want to know what Andrew Wiggins did tonight? He put up 18 points, 11 boards, and hit clutch shots down the stretch in the fourth quarter and is arguably the best player in this series for the Warriors. But I think yeah. that's a good way to end it right there. 100%. Like they we said, move. Like we they move. Said, like they said, we back up. We back up. And we're eight wins away from the ultimate prize. That's not finished yet. Episode number special episode number 90. 89, 89, 89. One I was jumping the gun. And, <laughs> you know, if the Warriors make it this far, man, maybe episode 100 is NBA champs. We'll see. We shall see. That'll conclude episode number 89 of the Catching Dubs podcast. That's good. It's a good song. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Actually, follow us on the gram at Catching Dubs Pod and on TikTok at Dubs Pod. Appreciate all the support. And the Warriors, Western Conference Finals bound. Sixth Western Conference Finals appearance in eight years. First since 2019. And they will await the winner of the Suns and the Mavs, which series concludes on Sunday. And I'm sure, I think the Western Conference Finals starts on Wednesday. So. That's when you hear from us next, probably. Yes, sir. Next one.